Testing one, two, there we go. It's great to be able to share again. It's such a privilege and as as Mike I think always says, the greatest beneficiary of whenever we we, we share the word of God is is us who get to to just to yeah, to dig the, dig deep, and it's been encouraging this morning, just with what's already been said. So, yeah, let's just uh, pray again. And and but before I pray, Iris from Limpopo, lovely to have you with us this morning. Bless you. Originally from Limpopo, but just up the road now. Yeah. Yeah, Heavenly Father, we thank you that just for the privilege this morning of of getting to come and just sit at your feet and just experience your love, experience your power, experience just who you are. And, and so, Lord, we thank you for all that you've already done. But, Lord, we, we just come expectant for you to speak to us now, that you would, that you would just show us a revelation from heaven as to what you're, you're saying into our lives, into our circumstances, into our community at this time. We just you know, humble our hearts to receive from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I've, I've, I've titled my message this morning to stepping into God's plans for 2023. And you might say, well, it's not 2023 yet, but you'll, 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 it is uh, as we, uh, as I hold my mic far away from my mouth and get told off by Nick. Um, so I'd like to just share a map with you. So let's see what map comes up here. Okay, we all recognize that. When we go on a journey, we rely on Google nowadays. And, and we say we want to go from Durban to Cape Town. And what happens? We generally get multiple options that we can take. And, uh, yeah, we get to choose the one we like. I like the coastal, the, 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 the coastal path there that didn't come up as an option. But, but generally, generally, when you're disobedient... Eventually, Google will figure out where you're going and give you some alternative routes that, that are available there. But similarly, in our lives, and what's happening here, um, in terms of our life journey, uh, and I say routes, let me talk plans. There are multiple plans. Um, there's our plans, that things that we want to achieve. There's plans that other people might have for us. Um, and might be our parents, might be our friends, but we have other plans. We have the enemy's plan uh, where he would like to see us fail. But, but the most important plan is God's plan. Now, as we try and walk into God's plan, unfortunately, there are no satellite Google Earth map views of everywhere we should go. We, we get a different view. And can I, can I ask my assistant here to show the different view of... Uh, there we go. It's like uh, you don't see the bigger picture. You see what's in front of you. And I thought, well, normally you talk about forks in the road. Well, here's three options. And you, there's no voice saying to you in 500 meters, will you turn to the left? Um, we, there's, maybe there's lots of voices. There's the, shouting to us as to what we should do. But we really want to hear God's voice um, as to which is the right route to go. And in reality, when we take... Next picture, Arnold. When we take 
Um, it's not just one fork in the road. When we make a decision, before we know it, there's another decision to make and then another decision to make. And as we make these decisions, it takes us into different directions. So you might be heading off to Cape Town, but if you take enough wrong decisions or wrong directions, you can head up, he end up in Pretoria instead. Or maybe that's a better place than Cape Town, but let's, let's not uh, go into that now. You see, it, it's impossible when we live our lives to know where all these forks will go. But the, the great, and people used to say to me, Craig, what's your five-year plan? It's like, sheesh, I can't think that far ahead. What's my one-month plan? But, but the thing is, we don't need to know everything because God has a plan. And so if we read Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it says, Jeremiah writes, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and the places where I have banished you. This is just one of so many scriptures where we just hear the promises of God spoken, that God knows, God cares, God has a plan, God has a way. And this scripture was written into Israel during a really dark period in Israel's history where they were in captivity, but the promises of God still stand. So my first thing this morning is just we can rest at God's feet. All the, all the uncertainty, we don't need to worry or stress because as many plans as we have, it's actually God's plan and purpose that prevails. So just, just by way of personal testimony, I mean, I think testimonies are always personal, but uh, I just wanted to share something that's been, it's been, or has been unfolding in my life over the last few months, and that's with work. So for the last 25 years, I've worked for Tonga Hewlett, and I've always given my best, and uh, the but in the last number of years, things have been not so great in that environment and at the suggestion of my good wife, Anna. She says, I'll, I'll get into trouble if I didn't say that. But <laughs> she said, Craig, why don't you start a prayer meeting? So it's like, I wish I'd thought of that idea myself. But anyway, we started a prayer meeting and uh, yeah, we saw God move, but things went up and things went down. And then there was an accounting scandal that you've probably seen in the news. New management came in and, and they didn't have experience in sugar and things started to go, uh, get worse. A, a lot of my friends and colleagues left the company. I was thinking, what should I be doing? But the next thing, there was more problems and I went into the factory and uh, the job was going okay, but I realized this is actually a dead end where I'm going. And and it was at that point that I got a phone call and uh, from uh, the enemy at that time, from, from Ilova, and, and they offered me my dream job. Um, so I was not looking for it, but the phone call came out the blue. I was so rooted in Tongat that it took me a long time to decide. But uh, two months later, we hear Tongat and business, business Rescue. 
So I, my phone started buzzing and I started getting messages and people are saying, Craig, how are you? Craig, we're praying for you. Craig, this is such a terrible time. And I could respond and say, I'm okay, I'm at a lover. <laughs> how cool is that? So, you know, the best thing is not about being at a lover, and it is my dream job, but it's the best thing is about seeing how God can piece things together. It's like the dead end that I found myself in was actually just the perfect place God wanted me to be, ready for the change. Um, it was actually the key that I, without the dead end job, I, the, the next job wasn't going to be unlocked. But you don't know that at the time. At the time, you're thinking, what's going wrong? I'm being obedient, but this is just a dead end. So, so in the past few years, so, so much has changed for so many of us. And, and I had the word here, it's disorientating. And yeah, just the, words, just the words that have come through have just reinforced that for so many of us, it's like what's up, what's down, what's left, what's right. But you know, it doesn't matter where you are today. You might feel like you're in a dead end and might seem like a hopeless situation. But God can quickly turn things on their head. And uh, it's actually where, where we are, that's always part of God's plan. Because he, he just operates at a completely different level. His ways are so much higher than our ways. So sometimes things get hard. Sometimes we get criticized. Sometimes we are disappointed when things don't work out as they should. These things sap our energy. It's normal. They sap our energy. And our response can be, maybe I shouldn't try so hard next time. Or that can divert our focus. And we say, let's just, I tried that. I'm just going to do something else next time but perhaps God wants us to keep going for others it might be and and Jude was talking about this it might just be that we're reaching the end of the year that we've been pushing hard for a long time but now we're tired and weary it's time to put up those feet let's chill and relax for a while let's take next year when next year comes but what I want to ask this morning is, what about God's plans? What are the plans He has in store for us? And I'm not saying we have to, we can enjoy His presence. We can relax in His presence, but we can relax in faith knowing that God is working. The plans He has for us are His plans, but we have a responsibility to prepare for them so that we are ready. The danger is that with all the things going around us, they can actually cause us to miss out on what God's planning. And that's what, that's what we don't want to happen. The strategy of the enemy is to bring us discouragement, cause that fire to go out, cause our faith to dwindle. But we don't want to give him that chance or that satisfaction. So I want to talk this morning about the importance of preparation. If we want to run comrades next year, we don't just rock up on the day. Sean, you know that. You can't just rock up on the day and say, I'm here, I'm ready. It starts a little bit earlier than that. But, if it's, if the prep, but you also, the preparation isn't running the race. The race will come, but are we preparing for what God has got in store for us? I, I like the way as we're going into year end, Donnie's already looking for next year with this UN double G I M. Yes, I got it right, eh? 
Ooh, yeah. See, going to the nations takes preparation. You can't say, well, I'm going to go on a global mission tomorrow. It just doesn't work like that. It starts with getting a passport. So let's, let's realize that if there are... Pl- yes, Marcel, how's your passport, hey? You can elbow someone next to you, ask them, how's your passport? <laughs> anyway. You see, God has got the blueprint for our lives. He's got the plan covered. He knows what He has in store for us for 2023. But we need to work with Him. We need to prepare ourselves so that He can lead us and guide us into that. And I just, I was reading in my routine readings through Timothy, and I thought just what great advice Paul was giving Timothy. So I'd like to this morning just share a couple of points um, uh, coming from Paul to Timothy, just about preparing for the future that God has for us. So point one, if we can bring up 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. It says, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well, holding on to the faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to their faith. So the first thing we need to do is we need to just know our identity. Even Jesus, when he was baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon him as a dove and and a voice came from heaven saying, this is my son whom I love, with, with him, I am well pleased. At the core of everything we are, before we do anything, we need to know that we belong to God and we are loved by him. That we are his children, dearly loved, that he's devoted to. Because the battles and the temptations will come and, and, and Jesus, just after he was, he was baptized, he was taken into the wilderness and the enemy came and said, if you are the son of God, Jesus was, his identity was challenged in the same way the enemy will challenge our identity. Being is much more important than doing. And we can say, as guys, we can sort of think this is all the soft, cuddly stuff. But unless we are rooted and we know who we are in Jesus and we know that we love, we will not be ready to fight the battles, to, to receive the inheritance. So, we were driving through Durban the other day, and we know it was just one of those times of load shedding, which is almost all the time. And we got to Argyle Road and Amgany Road, and there's a big intersection there. And there was a car guard. And I was so impressed with this car guard. He had all the actions right. So he was doing all the conducting of this traffic. But the funny thing was nobody listened so he's standing saying come come and no one's coming and then he's like jumping up and down come and meanwhile behind him the people are just going and then he turns around and looks at them and it's like what are you doing and he runs into and, and then they start dodging around him and it was so funny and he got more and more angry and more and more, and he was just trying his best, but he actually became a complete hazard, 
and a complete liability. Whatever we do needs to flow from an understanding of who we are in Jesus, what he has done for us. We can go and do all the right things, but unless we have a revelation that we are sent by God, that we are his child, have, has his authority, we just become this car guard trying to direct the traffic. Whereas if the, the policeman stands and he puts up his hand, the car stop. Jesus is evidence. Jesus coming to earth is evidence of God's love for us. He was God's gift sent for us. He, his death on Calvary paid the price for our sins, and he has commissioned us as ambassadors. We know that well, but that has to be what roots us and grounds us in everything that we do. So we don't start looking at ourselves and our authority, but it's what Jesus has done understand we understand who we are we understand what he's called us to do and it makes our actions effective when we're representing the king and his kingdom so our identity is so important that's we don't get off first base without that but then we can go on point two is we need to keep doing the basics well Timothy chapter 3 verse 12 says a deacon must be faithful to his wife and must manage his children and his household well those who have served well gain an, an excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus keep doing the basics well being a good husband being a good wife being a good father mother son daughter you know our, our service to God starts with our family people we live with at home they actually see accurately what we're like um, they know everything about us so best we start start there and as we take care of those things that God has entrusted us with so so we're proving faithful so there, there can be no compromise when it comes to character serving well is hard but it builds character people notice our actions often much more than our words and this is something where I mean nowadays it's about charisma and how talented or a person is but God still looks at who we are he still looks at our character so we need to keep keep doing the basics well then point three is keep up the spiritual disciplines 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7 and I just encourage you I'm just snapping out of Timothy but maybe read read the whole book as Paul guarding Timothy, but 1 Timothy 1 verse 4, sorry, chapter 4 verse 7, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially those who believe. Shortcuts, it's, it's what we look for today. Like, what's the quick way of, of getting here? But, but, and especially on social media. But that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to do it His way, is to be faithful to serve faithfully and it might feel 
what we're doing this for, but actually this is the training. This is the preparation. The word training means that things don't happen overnight. We don't just, like I said, suddenly wake up in the morning and, hey, we can run comrades. It takes discipline and commitment. So training is something we do consistently. It's like it's, we're doing this because this is the pattern. So training in godliness, a good place to start is, am I reading my Bible every day? Am I praying every day? Because as we do that, we don't just stop at that. We then say, okay, I've read this now. Let me align my, my life, my decisions today with what Scripture has said. And, and we walk in obedience. These are the things that develop us in godliness. And then continually we give thanks to God. Continually we worship Him. You say, well, Craig, that sounds boring. It's the opposite of boring. It's, it's actually so exciting. It's far from it. It's like, God, your promise was that. Can I see your promise today? We're basically giving him the opportunity just to demonstrate the, the truth of his word every day. There is lasting value when we do this. The next thing that Paul teaches Timothy is to, to keep serving, to not listen to criticism. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12 says, don't, look, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. I don't have to worry about that. But, but set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you, through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you don't look don't let people look down on you there will always be something about you something about us um, that's a good reason why we shouldn't do it the reason could be varied Timothy was young you could be too old you could not we can come up with any number of reasons but what, it doesn't count what others say to us. What God says to us is what counts. So it's not the people. My, my, sorry, my screen just did a jump there. Um, if it's not people, it'll be the enemy. Or it'll be our view, our perception of ourselves. You know, the criticism can really take the wind out your sails. I sometimes think, oh, I'm, 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 I'm secure. I can, but when criticism comes, it's like, hey, that's unfair. And you're just like, well, I don't want to do that anymore. It hits, it hits each of us. Criticism, but, but let's not pretend it hasn't hit us. But when it hits us, we need to then just go back, God, what are you saying? Your device ran into a problem and needs to restart. We're just collecting some error information for you, and then we'll restart for you. Don't you love, love computers? <laughs> the blue screen of death. Anyway, we'll carry on. <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously on the right track here. Um, so I'm going to need help from Arnold because your, your, uh, the scriptures are still there, so I can read the scriptures off, off the screen. But your criticism will come. And, and when it comes, we just need to go back into God's presence 
and say, God, what are you saying about me? Just this week, I did something and I was criticized. And it's like, what? Why is it affecting me? But then when you, when you go into God and you hear what he's saying, suddenly, oh, that criticism is okay. Actually, it's an attack of the enemy. I can keep going. Okay, so after, after keep, keep going, um, let's keep progressing. What Timothy 4 verse 15 says, Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch out your life and watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Each one of us, and this is interesting here because it's it's Paul who's at the end of his of his journey, and Timothy who's just starting out in ministry. Oh, we have some I'm being rescued here with some of the, but the problem is I need very good eyes to read these notes here. <laughs> you see, it doesn't matter where we are on our journey. It, it doesn't matter how, how long we've been a Christian, uh, whether it's a day or, or, or 50 years. It's a journey that we need to be progressing. I love in Psalm 84 where it just talks about blessed is those who've set their hearts on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca, it becomes a place of springs. The, the key, our focus needs to be saying we, we haven't arrived because none of us have arrived. None of us are perfect, we can, but we can progress. Um, we, we, we can move, sorry, I'm just trying to... <laughs> thing is we can say well something happens to today well I'm not quite ready today let me let me do it when I'm more prepared tomorrow but but my encouragement to you this morning is we should do it today because even if it's not perfect what actually doing doing walk stepping out of obedience today is laying the platform for preparation tomorrow okay and then next one Stay content. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 8 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation, into a trap, with, and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil some people eager for money have wandered from the, the faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs beyond God we should be content with, with where we are you see if we are focusing on more, if we're focusing and we don't have enough, actually it just becomes a distraction. If we have Jesus, we, are, we have more, we are wealthy. That should be our mindset. Our aim shouldn't be to be rich, but to be rich in good deeds. And, and money can be a great benefit 
in in being in being rich in deeds, but it's it's a it's not the end in itself. Getting money is a waste because we are already wealthy. Okay, let's look at the next one. Point seven. One Timothy chapter six verse eleven. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. And when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You know, we've, we've seen this morning... We've seen about making the preparation. Unfortunately, these are old notes, so they don't help me anymore. <laughs> so, but but we've we seen about making preparation, and so we've spoken. Let me see how my, how how well uh, you can maybe help me if you've been taking notes. But you can see how well my memory works. But we need to know who we are. We we need to know our identity. We need to do the basics well. We need to keep serving uh, we need to keep progressing uh, we need to be content with where we are we need to maintain our, our training our godly disciplines of reading the, the scriptures and that's the preparation but what I love here is the action words it's pursue it's flee it's take hold of it's step into and the picture that I have is that as a soccer player you can be, be dressed up. You can know which side you're on. That's important. You're kicking that way. You can, you can have your, your kit on. You can have done your, your stretches. And geez, when you're my age, you need to do those stretches very well. I've learned if you don't do that, you don't, play, you don't come back next week. Um, so you've done the training. That's the preparation. But then the ball comes. What do you do now? Then you run. You chase that ball. And if someone's out, someone else has got the ball, you, you run after them. It's like all of this is just the, the preparation. And then the time will come when it's the, 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 the real thing happens. And there's the opportunity. But if you're not stretched, you tear the muscle. If you haven't figured out which way you're running, you haven't figured out you're in the game. And, and that's what I just feel God is the seed that God is planting. Is This is the preparation. We need to get our heads in the game. We need to understand that there's an importance of keeping up the disciplines and all of this. But we mustn't think that the practice is the game. We mustn't think that the preparation is what God's got in store for us. But if we're not doing that, when the time comes... And the opportunity to come say, we're going to Lesotho. It's like, well, I'm not ready to go. And then we miss. And then we miss. So, so as we hit the end of this year, as we might be tired and weary, as we might be disorientated, what God is saying is, is let's get prepared. Let's not get confused that the preparation is where he's taking us. But as we do this, he will he will bring to us to the point where we can run and flee and do the things because we're ready for it. The preparation has happened. 
can I, can I pray? I mean, just, uh, I've been really encouraged this morning. I'm not encouraged with the quality of my laptop, but apart from, apart from that, it's the last time I bring my laptop to do a preach. Oh, <laughs> I need Android, not Windows. <laughs> uh, but, but I've been encouraged that with the words that have been coming through that it's the end of the year it's been a tough year, but God is wanting to work. And and I just like to, as we, for some of us, it is just a case of of, of, of a reminder that we need to keep up the disciplines and, and get ready for next year. But for others, for others of us, it's like what a, what a place we're in. We're disorientated. Things seem to be falling apart. And, and I just would like to just give God the opportunity just to come and break in because I believe that if we, we stand in the presence of the king we know he is he is he is ready we don't have to persuade him to come and work he is wanting to come and break in so let's let's just spend some time in God's presence and just allow the Holy Spirit just to come and work in our midst Jesus, we know that you you know everything that we're going through. You know the challenges that we're facing. You know the giants in our lives. You know the enemies who confront us. You know the words that are being spoken. But Lord, as we just stand in your presence, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word, which is above all other words. We know that at your word, everything around us was created. And so, Lord, this morning, we just ask for you to come, well, thank you that you have already spoken. But Lord, as, as, as you speak, Lord, we just ask for your power even now. Lord, we just lift up, we lift up all those situations, all those circumstances to you this morning and say, yes, Lord, we see the problems. We see the difficulties. We see the dead end situations. We see the disorientation. We see the criticisms. We even see the weariness and the, and the tiredness. But Lord, above all of that, we see you, our loving Heavenly Father. We see you. We see you, Jesus, who broke open the way for us. You broke the power of sick, sickness, sin, and death. And we just ask you this morning, just to be just to come and be God to come and make your way to come and break things open to come and turn things around to come and rescue to come and save that Lord that you would be glorified that you would be glorified yes Lord
to just for the rest of us we just pray Lord, we just we thank you for the plans that you have in store we thank you for those good those good plans and Lord, we just we just want to respond to you this morning just like timothy responded to paul just as 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 we've read those scriptures lord we thank you that we thank you that the promises you have spoken, the gifts you have given us, we thank you that, that your word is true. We thank you that we can stand in those things. And Lord, we, we just, we're just excited this morning by what the plans you have in store. And Lord, we do. We step forward into those things in anticipation. Lord, help us to prepare well. Help us to train well. Help us to be faithful. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Morning. Um, I just want to be obedient uh, to what I was feeling. I was kind of just praying. I was going to leave it, and I felt like God was saying, don't leave it. Um, so while we were worshiping, I just had this picture, and I felt like it was for someone or someone's, and I'm kind of myself taking a step of faith here. So I, w I wanted to say, if this is you, I want to pray for you in faith, you know, as, as the rest of us go for coffee and so on. But the picture that I had was this person was standing and God was telling them to come to where he was at, calling them. And I felt like the person was saying, God, just place the step so I can step forward. And I felt like God was saying, you need to take the step forward in order for that step to appear. You have to take that action. And I felt like the word faith and even this morning when I was praying, I felt the word faith. We need to raise our faith. And I, I want to encourage you, if that's, if that's you, uh, again, I'm just stepping out in faith. Um, if It might be a few that are feeling like that. You're feeling like there's a decision. God is telling you to do something or to move where he's calling you. But you're kind of, kind of standing in fear. And, and you want him to, uh, again, make that step appear before you'll take that step and i feel like god was saying you need to just step forward because when you do that you will not fall i will catch you and you'll be able to go where i'm calling you so um yeah let's 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 do this let's take the opportunity because uh, i mean just as marcel stood up and said well i'm not quite sure what i should do this He's taken a step of faith in coming up here. And, and the one thing I, I was feeling, but I thought I got a bit disorientated with, with you know what? But, but as a body, let's pray for people. So if you're in a situation where we say, God, I just need, I need you to break it. I'm at a dead end. I'm disorientated. I don't know whether I'm going left or right. I, I, I'd like to. Let's be obedient and let's take that step of faith. And and I would encourage. Let's do this publicly. So, um, uh, practically, can I just can I just ask that you stand where you are, and then we'll just reach out hands. Those around can just reach out. We don't need to say. It doesn't need to be what it is, but let's just let's just stand in obedience in faith, saying God. God, we need you. 
We need you. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you know everything. We thank you that you just ask us to be obedient. Lord, I thank you for Marcel, just for stepping out and just being obedient. And Lord, as we as we take that one little step towards you, just thank you that you come running. And Lord, I just thank you for the courage for everyone and just making the stand and saying, God, I need you. I need you. I need you to just come and break open the way I, I don't I don't know which way to go left or right you come and you show me the way I want to step into your plan and Lord just as people are standing Lord Holy Spirit Holy Spirit we just pray even now Holy Spirit pray even now for that breakthrough Lord you would shift things in the heavenlies you would turn things around Lord that you would do the impossible Thank you that with a, a faith as big as a, a mustard seed, we can ask for mountains to move. And so, Lord, we pray that this morning would be the start of the the, the, the moving of mountains, the, the bringing down of giants by your great power and your great love. Lord, we thank you that, that faith delights you. We thank you that that's the one thing we can do to please you beyond anything else is just to trust you and Lord I thank you for every person standing I thank you I thank you that these this is faith in action of people stepping out and trusting in you and Lord I thank you that you are faithful and you are trustworthy Lord we just ask for we ask for testimonies we ask for just feedback of, of the things that changed because of what you have done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.